You ever go to a tattoo parlor on the 13th day of a month and get a $13 tattoo? Me either. Welcome to the 13th episode of Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. And we're back. And boy, did we have a week last week. We spent all of last week down in Scottsdale, Arizona, doing a little work and having a little fun. A lot of work. (laughs) A lot of work. It was really fun work. But uh, 26,000 steps on our show day. In one day. In one yeah. day, yeah. Which is a lot for us. I think it's kind of funny when I go to these things uh, at Scottsdale or when we did Concorso. I mean, we always have a good time. Let's be clear. Nick and I are extremely gra- grateful to be part of these events. Yeah, there are times that I walk into rooms and we will explain some of these stories and I go, I don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, but their work, and I think people who kind of look from the outside in or just like see my Instagram or something, it looks like I'm just having a party the whole time. Like I said, we're the very, like I said before, I'm extremely grateful to be able to be able to do the work. But it's work. Getting these things going is a real effort. Well, they don't see all the sweat on your hands while you're pushing the button, taking the photos for your Instagram page. True. So, you're a hard worker, Dan, and I appreciate it. Like I said, uh, and Nick Dan, was almost a ballet. I well, yeah. All right. To say the least. Before we get into all the fun stories, let's talk about let's talk about AZ Jet Center and Jet Center events and Concorso and how we all kind of get into that. Sure. Um, you know, a little bit of background, as a lot of our uh, listeners know. Um, one of my many side jobs is I do some work for Concorso Italiano down in Monterey during Car Week, and uh, do a lot of their social media and kind of just random things. And I got pulled into that. God, I think it's going on eight, nine years now. And the last few years, I've asked Dan and a good friend of ours, Jason, to come down with me and kind of help out. And uh, I don't think they quite realized what helping out meant, but they've been incredible (laughs) help. Um, Off of that, an offshoot of the the marketing team from Concorso has sort of taken their own leap uh, and, you know, um, and done their own show. Scott Engelbertson and, and Katrina Couch have started an event down in, uh, Ma, in sorry Monterey in Scottsdale called the Arizona Jet Center, and uh, they saw a need during the auctions in January in Scottsdale to do a show. Uh, this is our second year and was a really good, successful year. I was really surprised. I, you know, it, it's always good to work really hard and be surprised in the amount of people you bring in, but it was a really successful year. And once again, I convinced Dan, I said, hey, want to go to Arizona? Won't cost you anything, just maybe a liver, some calories, and uh, he was in. So we spent last week down in Arizona, uh, first half of the week, Monday through Friday, uh, Monday through Wednesday, you know, getting ready for the show, and then Thursday and Friday, we kind of had a little bit of fun. So Arizona Jet Center is basically a, uh, a show that we do that we brings in, we, we, we combined airplanes and cars, and we do it usually on the, uh, the airport there in Scottsdale. Um, this year we had some incredible cars, which if you've looked at Dan's Instagram or the Arizona Jet Center Instagram, you've seen some of the beautiful cars that we had. Dan, thank God he came. I desperately needed him there. Like I said, uh, looking from the outside in, you'd think, oh, this is easy. You park some cars, you get some caterers. It's, you know, but there's a ton of work that goes into it. I mean, and a huge shout out has to be given to Scott and Katrina because they just do amazing jobs. And Dan and I kind of follow behind and do what we're told and, and have the privileges of being there. Yeah. They make it look so flawless and easy. Like you, you cannot believe how it starts. It's just this bare floor. They roll in some jets and then it, the place just completely transforms. And uh, keep in mind, these aren't just like car shows where everybody just, you know, rich people come to rub elbows. It actually is fundraisers. And this year was... Um I've got both of them right here, Dan. Uh, the first charity that, that was a great cause is Forever Loved Pet Sanctuary. And the second one was uh, Child Help. Two excellent charities. I mean, Child Help, I can't speak a ton about. But what I've learned, you know, they, they basically take in abused 
you know, children and they put them through a whole process of getting them clothes, getting them toys and finding them a home. And then the forever, uh, loved pet sanctuary, you know, they've got a lot of elderly pets. In fact, some of them that they had there that if I hadn't lived, if I li- hadn't lived in another state, I probably would have ended up taking some of them home. That black dog uh, <laughs> that they were walking around was just like anybody he walked by. was like, Oh, I love you. <laughs> and he was deaf me. too. He, he, he didn't yeah. listen to a single word, but he wanted to be friends with everybody. But, um, yeah, we did a, a, a wonderful silent auction and thanks to our partners, you know, everywhere and from the Arizona jet center to LeMay to, you know, uh, a lot of the, the vendors that came to our event have put out wonderful silent auction, silent auction, op- silent auction items. There we go. <laughs> and uh, we raised, I think, uh, between five and six thousand dollars for those good causes. So it's really a good, good cause. Yeah, that goes a long way. Um, my brother is a foster parent and six of my nieces and nephews are adopted. So this kind of has a special place in my heart. So couldn't help myself. Had to fly down to get involved. It's a great thing to be a part of. And it's a rewarding thing. I said it's work, but it's rewarding work to feel like you're helping somebody out. Yeah. I mean, charity right there was great, but the event was excellent. And I think a lot of people enjoyed it. You know, we ended the night. We drew out of every every time somebody made a bid at a silent auction, they had a, they had a chance to, at the end of the night, they didn't know this, but we had a an open wheel dragster that, that you were able to climb into and then they started that ironically from the social media aspect, and I'm looking forward to this now, I can't find any videos because every video everybody has, it's so overpowering for the microphones yeah, killed the mics. that you can't, you can't read. But I mean, it was a beautiful V8 spitting out fire. Um, I think the lady that won uh, had a wonderful time sitting there in her fire suit. Uh, was yeah, laughing. She was she was older. She was probably eighties. And she and she climbed in there like a champ. And I kept thinking about the time she puts that thing in gear and goes flying through the hangar and hits that beautiful original nineteen sixty six Shelby four twenty seven. It would have been kind of awkward. <laughs> of course, man, that thing. If you haven't been to the Top Fuel drags before, and this is a this is an older this is a vintage dragster, vintage Top Fuel, mind you. So fifty to sixty, I think uh, Chevy in that thing. You can just straight out open headers. I mean, there's loud and then there's that, which mm-hmm. makes the jets in that hangar seem quiet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he wailed that thing out of the, the, the trailer, and I was just amazed because you can tell it was an older dragster because there was not a lot of safety. It was a small bucket, a steering wheel that went through the engine, and then that was about it, and one small fuel tank. You know, that was one of the just one of the amazing cars. We were lucky enough to have um, matching Ford GTs. And everybody goes, oh, well, that big deal. Well, we had a 2006 yellow with black stripes and a 2018 yellow with black stripes. And was the nicest couple you'll ever meet. Beautiful cars. And it's so interesting to see those two cars next to each other and see the evolution of, you know, when the 2006 came out and you saw how they Ford tried to make them look like the original Ford GT40s. And now to see them both together, it was just incredible. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, the Bondurant family stopped by. Always great to have them. And Bob actually got his first chance to hop into a Ford GT, a new one that I know of. And he didn't even catch fire, like he said. He thought he would. You know, they're <laughs> yeah. they're they're running Hellcats now at the Bondurant Racing mm-hmm. School. And um, yeah, he loved that. He was he was in he was in that that Ford or the, in the uh, Shelby. And then he, I saw him in the Ford GT. Yeah, he was having some fun, reliving some memories. I think. Yeah. I get the biggest kick out of them. They are the nicest people you'll ever meet. And Bob's getting up there in age, and he moves a little slow. But I guarantee you, you put him in a car, he'd kick anybody's ass these days. Yeah, he was. He's always nice to talk to, and he's always, like you said, he talked to me just just a, a fun guy who likes cars. I love that about him. I think I have to say this, and it's not hard, but I think the the car that took my heart was that 1956 Ferrari 500 Testarossa, which. If you've never seen that car or seen those the vintage Ferraris, that what you have in the your mind 
shrink it. <laughs> yes. So, funny story about this car. Uh, this is part of the the Pope collection. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they brought three cars. The the crown jewel being this '56 500 Testarossa, which is probably easily an eight-figure car. At the end of the night, we get this phone call while we're there saying, hey, just put them inside the hangar for the night. The keys are in them. So the just, just push the, the $10 million car I- into the hangar just because it's easy to push a car. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I don't think you understand. Dan and I have been graced to have, be around some beautiful cars, but I have never had such a pucker effect in my life when they're like, just push them into the hangar. And you're pushing on, as Dan would describe it, aircraft aluminum yeah thin. like 50s aircraft aluminums this stuff is super thin literally sheet metal aluminum wrapped around a cha- tube frame chassis you know it's, it's a race car so it's as thin as it can possibly be it's literally hand pounded you can see it on the inside of the, of the sheets it's the only time i've looked at dan and said get in the car and he went no <laughs> yeah i'm like I, I don't really want anything to do with getting in that car well it was funny because dan and i have done some research on the car before and uh, or, or since we got back i should say and dan pulled up that just the frame of one of these cars sold a few years ago at where um bonhams bonhams for six hundred and forty thousand dollars and this is a rusted out like it's rusted out frame no engine no body panels nothing just the frame not, not a single other thing on it six hundred and forty thousand dollars yeah and they're but, like yeah just push it in it'll be fine do you think someday that stripped down PT cruisers will get that much money, Dan? Maybe the GTs with the turbos. You never know. You never know. <laughs> no, but it was a wonderful event. We had a wonderful time down there. You know, it was nice to uh, Dan and I kind of schedule it where we flew down on Monday. The show was Wednesday night, and which we always know with cleaning up with the shows, we don't get out of there till eleven or twelve. And then we had a day Thursday to really go out and enjoy Scottsdale. And I, I'm not very secretive about the fact that I'm not a big desert guy, even though I spent a year, my first year of college down in, in um, New Mexico. I don't really like the desert, but it was perfect temperature down there. It was, and it was a wonderful day to get out. The sun was out, and we decided that we were going to go with um, some of our AZ Jet Center family and hit some of the auctions. And um, the first place we hit was Bonhams. And if you've never been to these auctions, there's, there's two very different types of auctions. You have the Barrett-Jackson auctions, which are crazy, people running around, loud, obnoxious, neon lights, you know. It's it's, a fair. It's at a fair. It's at Westworld. And no, it's not the show. I thought it was too. And then you have Bonhams, where you feel like you have to go in there, you have to be quiet, you have to be British, and you have to shut up. Yes. That's pretty (laughs) accurate. Both have their charms. So we stopped by Bonhams the, the first. The first one we stopped by was Bonhams. And... We were lucky enough to see some cars go across the line. One I did a live video on on Facebook was a a one of three black Ferrari F50 in, the, in America. Spiders. spiders. spiders yeah. Well, and apparently from what I've learned oh, from a friend all, of ours, yeah, they're guess. all spiders, and I had no idea. But, <laughs> yeah, I, that, that was confirmed. But we that was kind of a neat car to see it go across there. And then there was a couple of – there was a private collection that was being – I don't know, let go, that had a, a black 918, which I was really surprised went for only like 1.1. It yeah, wasn't a wise tech, but still, 1.1 for a 918 was surprisingly low. For and me. then he had a the brand new 911R, which was absolutely oh. gorgeous, which respect perfectly. That is the perfect car. Which I'm wondering which which car he bought and able to buy the other car. You never know <laughs> with <laughs> yeah. that. But it was a black uh, 918 with the green stitching. Gorgeous car. Not the YSEC package, but, I mean, was done well. And I don't think it had like 200 miles on it, something yeah, like that. Yeah, these are both pretty much brand new cars. I just, I don't get that. And maybe it's something where I'm not at the income class where I can afford a car like that, but I just, I would be in that car all the time. Yeah, I'd have to drive it. And uh, I mean, I guess maybe if the plan originally, you never know the story. And I always wonder the stories. I always build these stories in my head when I mm-hmm. see these auctions. I'm like, 
well, did the guy buy the car as an investment thinking, oh, I'll, I'll flip it later once the time goes by? And I guarantee you he paid more than 1.1 for that car. Right. And I, uh, I think that, what did the, the R go? The R was climbing fast. It was, it was two to three. It was yeah, three. It was, it was almost three. 275. Or 295 or something. Yeah, it, was, it went up quick, though. So we were, Dan and I were sitting there joking that we were, we, we were constantly, we were having a couple of drinks and constantly joking that one of us was going to tickle the other one and force them to, you know, bid <laughs> on something. And then this car came across the auction block that Dan and I were kicking ourselves that we had not registered for. Right. Because I would have gotten. I would have already had my pre-approval and pulled the trigger immediately if oh, I had it. So I was go ahead I'm still and upset t- about yes. it. So this gorgeous, perfect Ferrari 355 GTS Targa six-speed manual. Red. Red. Tan, tan, tan interior, interior. The classic perfect Ferrari. This thing sold for 67.5. And it was cherry. It was perfect. Like, this thing did not have a flaw on it anywhere. 67.5 for a guaranteed collector perfect Ferrari hmm? and, and I'm like done I, well. the maintenance on those things is insane everybody knows that but you don't buy a car like that and drive the crap out of it like I do with my Z06 or whatever you drive it on a nice day and you just kind of hold on to it and baby it and then sell it for 400 grand in two years it was <laughs> I mean it was a perfect car like I said I've always said that's a wonderful entry-level Ferrari and I've always wanted one but yeah. had I known I you know and I don't if know. you follow the history of any kind of Ferrari like that uh with the ex- with rare exception they always go up I remember, I remember when you could buy a 308 for 35000 and like a Primo one, and now they're all... Oh, really yeah, you couldn't get a hold really of them now. The really good ones are 85 on the low and continuing to rise. The 355 is going to be the same thing, I think. Which is funny because, you know, some of the cars that we see at Exotic, some of the people that bring in their 308s and, their, and things like that and really care for them, beautiful cars, I understand why the value has come up on those cars. I still want one. Oh, I know, I, I'm, I'm not, but I'm just saying, you. See, it's funny with those cars. The 308s, you either see ones that are just... Beat to crap. <laughs> yes. Or they are, are cared for and loved for. And we have a ton around the Northwest that are just really loved for, even though they're driven. They're, and they're, and, you know, they're, and still probably cleaned every night. So. And I'm a not so secret Magnum PI fan. So yeah, not so, not so secret. You know, he'd grow a mustache if he could. I would. I can't. So after Barrett, we decided, or no, I'm sorry, no, after Bonhams, we decided we'd go to Barrett, which, again, if you've never been to Barrett Jackson, go. It yeah. is. It's a circus, but it is so much fun. It, it, it really is. And more importantly, it's not even that expensive to go. People tend to get in their head thinking that this is going to be just nothing but snobby rich people rubbing elbows. Actually, Barrett is totally not like that. They have these amazing Well, it cars. is, but they keep those people up in balconies where they can right, bid they and have drink secretly so, but it's, away from the common folk. <laughs> but it's more like a county fair. And I mean, yeah. this, this tent is literally a mile long. Mm-hmm. The tent is literally a mile long. I'm not kidding. Um, all the way around, anyway. And uh, No, yeah. It's insane. There's food and there's cars that run there from like four or five grand to five, you know, eight figures. Sometimes. Oh, easily eight figures. Easily Some eight of figures. them we'll get into. Yeah. But everybody talks about Bear Jackson and, and I will give you this little tip and I learned this from Katrina. Go at twilight. Yeah. At twilight, which I think believe is, is it five o'clock? Yeah. It's five o'clock. The prices drop. It's 10, 15 bucks off, which is a great time to go. And when you go to Barrett Jackson, like one of the, one, one of the things I love is when you first walk into Barrett Jackson down at, at Scottsdale is Ford owns that area. And you think, oh, great. Ford's got some cars there. No, Ford's got two Mustangs sitting up on a rolling chassis doing drag races. That dino, you can real dino. In. You get in, you real the car, you floor it, you run an actual dino race. You know, and you then you continue through, and we we hit the Chevy booth, which we which I Dan and I were both looking for because obviously they had the new ZR1 there that they were going to auction off for charity, and then next to it was a 2018 Corvette Carbon 65, Z06 Carbon, Z06 Carbon 65, exactly like my car but with stickers. 
which is still funny to me because so both of those cars went across the block. The, the Z06 went for uh, George W. Bush's uh, presidential, what is it, uh, military service initiative, which helps the post 9-11. Um, and that car went for $1.4 million. So, Dan, there's some hope for reselling yours. You just have to give it to charity. I just and need George to sign it for you. You just need George and Jay Leno to sign it for you. And um, and then I think the ZR1 went for, which was gorgeous, it was this burnt orange, went for like 925000 to somebody that I, I forgot whose name it was, who it is that bought it, but he's a big Chevy collector, and it's not it's not the guys that run the NASCAR teams. But um, it was a really interesting car. And, and Dan, I'm going to let you kind of chub in here because you being a Corvette guy and seeing this car, this was the, one of the reasons we went to Barrett-Jackson is for you to see this car. Yeah, the ZR1, oh, man. For those of you who haven't seen it, I mean, everybody's seen it, I think, on the photos. Everybody who listens to this knows the car. The pictures do not do this thing justice, nor how big it is. So if you look at the front of the Z06 versus and the ZR1. wide. <laughs> yeah, wide, especially. But yeah. uh, wide and tall. And I don't mean the car, I mean the hood. Everything. That hood on that thing is huge. So if you look at the front of a Z06, um, you have the you still have the wider friend fenders than the the standard C7. But you have these plastic spats, they call them, that kind of widen out past the front wheels. The ZR1 doesn't have that. It's just wider by about four inches in the front. That doesn't seem like that much until you're looking at the front of the car. It is huge. The thing is so wide. And the, the tires are the same size as the Z06, but I don't know how to describe it. The hood comes up about four inches higher, and the car is about four inches wider. You can barely see out the front of my Z06 as it is because of the giant supercharger. Uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let us sit in it, but, I mean, you could get a clear view through the rear window and... and Dan, yeah, and, I, Dan and I were always laughing because those of you that know Dan, he'd love to put a true wing on the back of his. And so we were constant. We spent the, a good amount of time on the back of the ZR1 trying to figure out how they mounted the wing without taking off the rear bumper. Yeah, so it bolts through the top of the rear bumper to a support underneath the rear bumper that jets up from the center crash bar behind the rear bumper. It's a pretty elaborate system for mounting a spoiler on the car, but they can't mount it on the trunk because it would actually, there's not enough support in the trunk. And like you the, couldn't lift the Yeah, so <laughs> funny, the, the, you see those, uh, these Z06s and C7s with the APC high-rise, or yeah, advanced ACP, advanced carbon products, I think it is. I don't remember. Anyway, the one that bolts onto the trunk, it actually has less downforce than the standard Z06 spoiler. It just Which is looks funny. like more. <laughs> it looks, but I mean, we spent it. We spent a good hour walking around because we had uh, we had a, another engagement we had to go to. But I mean, we ran into uh, a street legal P1 GTR. Yeah. Um, Ford was auctioning off uh, a Ford GT there, which went for two point five million dollars. And from a little bit of research I found out, this is why Ford has been such a a pain in the ass to their customers and not letting them sell their cars, which I get is because they didn't want to depreciate the value of this car. This is part of it. I should say for the auction. I mean, 2.5 million and it all went to charity, which was a great cause again for Barrett Jackson. But, um, it was interesting. It was, I mean, it was that classic blue and it was, uh, it was a gorgeous car. And um, another car that I was really interested in, did, we didn't get to see it cross the bro block, but it did go across, was a, a, a Shelby GT350 prototype 001, which surprisingly only went for 605000 I don't know why, in my mind, I think that car is worth so much more when I look at the, when I, the value of some of the original Cobras and things like that. Yeah, but I thought it would be more It's a more beautiful, beautiful car. We've, we've got a couple of those cars in, in this area which uh, uh, from a private collector that we've had the opportunity to see at, at our classic muscle day and was incredible yeah. some of the race cars but let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back with the uh, rest of the trip hey this is nick from rain city supercars this part of the podcast is brought to you by m squared fitness personalized fitness 
personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars, get your first session free. All right, we're back. Well, the auction stuff is fun. Everybody should go. We've got you've got your Monterey Car Week if you want to go check them out, and you've yep. got Scottsdale. And you will run into a lot of people from the local area if you're involved in the car scene. But it's absolutely worth the trip to either one you go to. It is funny how many people you end up knowing. I mean, locally, and then people you get to know from going to these events. Yeah. So after the auctions, we had not decided what we were going to do. We were just going to kind of play it by ear. We, Nick and I were extremely tired from the day before, so we thought we'd take it low key. But that's not how life goes for us. Little did we know fate had a different plan for us. So I, I was very fortunate to get a message from a good friend of ours, uh, from LeMay, and that's uh, Chrissy, or Kristen Wells. Uh, good friend, good play. Another great, I mean, I hate to put this plug in here right now, but if you haven't been to LeMay, you've got to go to LeMay. It's a wonderful museum, and it's local. But Yes, we know it's in Tacoma. Go anyway. Just go anyways. Um, she's been a really good friend of ours. She was a big supporter of the Arizona Jet Center. She's been a supporter locally of Exotics at Redmond Town Center and things like that. So she texted Dan and gave us this nice little thing. says, I'm looking for a date. A couple of dates to yeah. this little Haggerty party. It was not for me. It was for us. It was <laughs> for married. us. That's fine. No, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was. She a- can definitely do better than us, uh, <laughs> and does. So, she we we she go we go. Oh, we we'd love to do that. That sounds like fun. A little Haggerty party. I mean, I own a a, a Triumph that is is uh, is the insurance done by Haggerty. So why shouldn't we go? And I believe Dan responded back. Well, where is this lovely party that we should attend? Huh. How about the Penske Racing Museum? <laughs> How about the pinnacle of Penske Racing? I mean... Which is amazing. If you are in Scottsdale, you need to go check this place out. We're talking cart, uh, Everything NASCAR, from NASCAR, for, uh, Formula One. Top Fuel. Top Fuel. I mean... Every, I, I mean, all these great... You have so many great drivers are driven for Penske. Andretti, I mean, Penske, obviously, but... Uh, and one of the, I laugh, and this we'll get to the cars, but everywhere we go, I, there's always a white Z06, and there was a beautiful pace car that was a white <laughs> Z06. A white I told Dan, Z06. I said he's chosen the right Corvette, but <laughs> so we we get we 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 take our proverbial lift, which took forever to get from Barrett Jackson to the Penske Auto Museum, which I've never been to, and again reiterating what Dan said, you need to go because not only do they have this beautiful museum, but it's in the middle of their their sales block, which includes Ferrari, Lamborghini, Rolls-Royce. It's everything is, is linked to this building. And it, right step, snap dab in the middle is this museum with so much racing history. Yeah, and the bottom floor is uh, all the cars, all the, all the racing cars. And then the top floor is like... Uh, Trophies, uh, stories, uh, miniature cars, uh, this weird balcony that goes out to the middle of the... Yeah, that kind of overlooks the whole showroom. It's a really cool place. But we get there... And, of course, everybody who's everybody in that scene is there. I mean, all of our friends from Haggerty. Which, again, I don't know why we're there. But Dan and <laughs> I go, and we check in, and we take a bunch of pictures. Then Ashley comes down and goes, oh, the party's upstairs. There's food. And Dan and I walk past this gentleman. I look at Dan, and I go, is that Chip Foose? <laughs> sure enough, the legend himself. Dan legend didn't even is- say yes. He just turned around and went straight back. Yeah, this is one of those. I, I have a few, like. <laughs> celebrities that kind of blow my mind and being I worked in the auto body industry for a while just I mean just doing parts and stuff I wasn't a body guy I don't want to confuse that but uh Chip is one of those guys I mean if you've ever seen overhaul and of course but the guy is just bleeding he just exudes talent and he's so nice like 
As soon as yeah, he, he was definitely on his way out, and you went to stop him, and he 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 didn't just he turned to you, he focused on you, he started to talk to you. Yeah, he's not one of those guys just like oh, I got to do another picture with somebody. Mm-hmm. He he was genuinely super nice, and I said, you know, can I get a photo? He's like, oh yeah, of course. You know, he leaned in and put his arm around me, just. Totally awesome experience and totally random too, which was so great. You look like Chip Foose, by the way. I, I I could have thought that you were either brothers or that was your father. And I know you know your father's a wonderful man, but I'm sure you'd love to have Chip Foose in your family. I wouldn't mind another Chip Foose, yeah, right? Yeah, another Chip mind. Foose. Yeah. So so that was about the start of our night. That's just Penn the Tee. start of it, you know. And so we come to this event, which is a wonderful event. And we go upstairs, and there's and they've got this theme of a road trip. And with the road trip, you go to all these individual tables, and you pick up keychains and maps and postcards and you go to the bar and there's vintage candy like candy cigarettes and big hulks and stuff like that you make your way around the party and there's just you know there's wonderful hors d'oeuvres and it's just a it's a fun mingling atmosphere like you'd you'd sit there and you'd go okay you know if if this if this was based on income i should be serving the food right but (laughs) again this is one of those great things about these events is i never got the vibe of like you know, nobody was too good for us. It was great. And well, nobody knew who the hell we were. So which they, they weren't, they <laughs> sure, they, you know. I mean, they might have been all too good for us, but they were oh. very nice. <laughs> no, it was yeah. great. Haggerty puts on one heck of an event. I'll give them that. They really do. And we were grateful to be there. Um, you know, uh, you, uh, because Dan's very good at spotting the people that are in the good car community. We're standing there and this really big guy walks by us, really big bald guy. Yeah. And Dan goes, that's Matt Farah. <laughs> yeah. Like the smoking tires, Matt Farah. And I go, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, smoking tire, YouTube, uh, one takes. Uh, Matt Farah was there. And I had been meaning to talk to him. I'd actually messaged him earlier saying, hey, if you're in the area, come check out our Jet Center event. And I don't ever do that as in, hey, come talk about our event. I just want, these guys are, I'm a fan of their work. So I want to talk to them and get to know them and just kind of, I just think it's cool to get to know people like that when they're. It's a good place to start a restraining order. It really is. I mean, you got to, <laughs> you got to get the person close to you. So. Yeah, so when I as soon as I had a minute, I I went over and talked to him, and just absolute nice guy. He was so glad to just I mean he had, he'd responded to my message earlier, but he said yeah I didn't make it down in time. Sorry I couldn't make it, but let me know next time. And you know he really wants to come very out. Very welcoming, very nice. I mean, kind yeah. of the opposite of some things I've heard, which I was kind of glad to hear that he was you know a good guy. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I've met a lot of other celebrities over the years and had very mixed experiences. I mean you know in. He's just, yeah, all around good dude. I'm glad he is, uh, he's pretty much the same in person as he is on his show. Yeah, and then we good. we ended up running into, and Dan's going to know her name better than I. So as many of you know, we are getting a new uh, automotive storage place in Redmond called um, Driver's Club. Oh, yeah. What a lot of you don't know is they are going for broke. I mean, not going for broke, but they're opening the exact same floor plan and everything in Scottsdale. They're going to do the exact same floor plan, exact same business model in Scottsdale. Yeah. And they, uh, one of their representatives was there who Dan happens to know her, her sister. Yeah. So I posted a photo on Instagram and I got a, I got a message on Instagram from my friend Jocelyn from here in Seattle who said, Hey, I think my sister's next door to you or at your event. So driver's club was hosting their party the night before on at the same airport in the adjacent hangar. Who was well, I don't think adjacent. it was the night at four. I think it was literally that yeah, was same the, night. It was the yeah. same night. Yeah. And, uh, so funny and then i saw i just happened to recognize her from jocelyn's mm-hmm. photos and i saw the hat for driver's club and i said oh you must be amanda turns out my fr- my, f- my friend jocelyn's sister who i had never met before was at the same event and jocelyn had told her about hey you need to go talk to nick and dan 
yeah, about car yeah. stuff. And because she had just started with Drive Club, and she was super sweet. But small world, like I said, again, one of the most nice, the nicest, most adorable people I've met. Yeah, she was just she, so welcoming and warm and and so nice. And um, I, in fact, I think she's she's a local up here too. She yeah, she she's, lives here. She's local from uh, Seattle, but really nice. And this party was just, I mean. It's one of those things where, again, I didn't think I belonged there, but I was really grateful. I mean, the free booze, you know, that flowed like <laughs> wine and the wine that flowed like wine. But uh, eventually the party was starting to wind down and we had worked ourselves into a group with Ashley. Ashley Shoemaker from Ashley Haggerty. Ashley Shoemaker from Haggerty. I apologize for not doing that. Uh, you know, and, and a couple of the LeMay people and, and wondered. And we had realized that, you know, although the cake pops and the French fries and things like that were filling, that we needed some dinner. And we decided that it would be a good idea for the four of us to go out to dinner. And that's, again, where we thought, oh, our night's going to be calm. And it sort of took a different turn. But Right. And so we just randomly chose a restaurant. And I was looking around for someplace. We did. Was, you did. I did, yeah. I was looking for something around our hotels. And I was like, well, let's go to Capitol Grill. It's our last night here. We'll find a good steak restaurant. Absolutely. And we'll go there. So... It was Ashley and Nick and I and her coworker uh, Brian Bellatori, who's also from, uh, he's from Colorado. Yeah, I believe he's the the Haggerty rep in in Colorado. Yeah. yeah, and so really nice guy and 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 us. So we all decide we all get in there. <laughs> Nissan Altima. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean nothing but the best coming from Haggerty. It's I mean, well, so, he, so I have to tell this story. So we leave the, the Pinsky party and everybody has had kind of left before us, and we're, we go out to the valet and and he gives them the, his ticket for his Nissan Altima. And we're waiting, like, what, was it 12, 12 minutes, minutes? 12 minutes. 12 minutes. I, we, and the car doesn't show up. And everybody else's cars are showing up. And finally, we go, he goes over there and goes, can I have my car? And they're like, oh, do we have your ticket? It's like, yeah, I gave you my ticket 12 minutes ago. So the, guy, the kid grabs the keys, literally runs three parking spaces over. <laughs> it was hidden behind two other cars. It was hidden behind it. two other cars, you know, and drives it up and goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> Seriously? It was okay. We literally could have walked for five yeah. seconds and been in the car. Yeah, we saved ourselves 11 minutes and uh, 55 <laughs> seconds. But we eventually made our way into this beautiful Nissan Altima and over to the Capitol Grill. And then, like I said, that's when things sort of uh, took a different turn. Yeah. So for those of you, I'm a big wine fan. I used to live in Woodenville. And uh, they have these in this interesting law in Arizona that you can't bring a bottle in. There's no uh, corking service where you could bring in your own bottle of wine to dinner. What you can do is ask the restaurant to order specific wines that you want, and they will put them in a locker reserved for you with your name on it. So we get in there, and we're looking at all the names and all the all the, the little lockers there, these wine lockers, and we come across... Mr. and Mrs. Wanker. <laughs> you think I'm joking, but as you can see by the thumbnail from this podcast that is exactly what it is and so we're standing in the lobby looking at mr and mrs wanker's locker making jokes about the fact that maybe we could be mr and mrs wanker now i'm not saying we were exactly sober i mean those of us that drove there were but those of us in the back of the (laughs) ultima weren't and so the the lady the 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 hostess comes over and goes jokingly goes well be careful because mrs wanker is here tonight and I went, okay, ha, ha, yeah. ha, we get it. Joke's funny. Joke's we go, funny. We go sit down. We're laughing over dinner. We're still laughing at the wanker joke. Uh, we're ordering. We're just about ready to order food. And then a friend comes up to us. Another friend. We have another friend who actually stays with us, uh, Dominic Dobson, who, if you don't know that name. You should Google it. You should Google it. Because he is a, a local guy who worked for many years for LeMay. He now works for a race car simulator, and I wish I could think of the name, and I'm sorry, Dominic, out of Portland. But Dominic has been has raced 
Uh, Le Mans, Pikes Peak. He, uh, he won Pikes Peak his rookie year doing yeah. it. <laughs> Incredible guy. And he had talked to us all day. We had been talking back and forth about the fact that he was going to have dinner with his cousin and mm-hmm. how they had grown up together in, in Lake Oswego outside of Portland and, and wonderful. And Dominic comes out of nowhere and goes, what are you guys doing here? Like, And I'm toning it down because there are things that Dominic and I say to each other that would not be appropriate even for a podcast. And we're in, in this fun. nice... Yeah, in fun. Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. So eventually he's, he tells us, okay, the four of you need to come outside and have dinner with me and my cousin. Yeah, so we're great. No problem. They've got heaters on the outside yeah. patio, even though it's 55 degrees out. Why oh, did I come it was home? absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> it was perfect out. So we go, we go out there and we're laughing and we're... Well, we start to tell the story. We're like... You know, we're talking to his cousin, who I absolutely love, one of the nicest people I ever meet. And I and I and I looked at her and I go, "Oh, we were getting in trouble in there because you know we were looking at the lockers and you know we found that one. I don't know if you've ever seen it. You know, the Mister and Mrs. Wanker." And she stops me and she goes, "Funny story, I'm Mrs. Wanker." And I went, <laughs> "I mean, the table went silent." It we're like, like, "Wait, what? is she I'm serious?" So, I'm sorry, it, what? Oh, I yeah, s- yeah. still thought she was joking. Yeah, yeah, no, I was like, "No way." Nope, sure enough, that was Mrs. Wanker in the flesh. Mrs. Wanker, who is married to a wonderful British man. Who uh, is not Mr. Wanker, and she is not Mrs. Wanker. Yeah, that's not their real names, but he decided to change the plaque on their lovely wine locker, and it obviously has gone down in infamy because everybody loves it. Yeah, and he did it as a joke, which is great. I'm like, I want to hang out with this guy. (laughs) So we proceed to have probably the best meal I've ever had, a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, I mean, just having laughing and, and, and going back and forth and, and and it was a good thing we were sitting outside because the conversations <laughs> and the tone at which they were had would not have been appropriate inside the uh, the old steakhouse. Yeah, but God bless the staff at the Capitol Grill down yep. there. Absolutely awesome service, great food, free plug for those guys. If you're in Scottsdale, go check them out. That was awesome. You, I mean, and check out, there's there's a, there's one here. There's one downtown. Mm-hmm. Check out the Capitol yeah. Grill here. It's, it's fabulous. I mean, it's it's not cheap but you will enjoy the food and you will have a wonderful time and they will treat you the best yeah. absolutely one of the best meals i've had but it was one of those days like dan and i have said like we don't drink a lot but that day we were we were in situations where we were constantly, constantly drinking be- yeah it, it, it wasn't that we had drank a lot at one time it's just that it hadn't stopped since noon yeah. because people kept giving us drinks yeah it's a horrible it's a horrible problem to have but you know we weren't driving so that was the important thing but it was a wonderful wonderful time and <laughs> even oh man can you imagine so another funny story about this trip and all the glamorous things you see us post we were riding around in a ford van with no windows no windows. No seats. Two seats. Yeah, two seats in the front. We had oh, lawn chairs. Oh, that's right. So um, Scott had borrowed a, a van uh, to, to take everything down to Concorso from a lovely friend up here. Jet Center. I'm sorry. Sorry. Jeez. Jet Center. And, you know, uh, one night, or Tuesday night, we decided that, you know, we needed to kind of get out of the house. We had been in the house. We were working all day. And the th- me, Dan, Nina, and Andrew had to get out of the house. And we were, I mean, big adventure. We went to CVS. And we took this lovely van. You have to understand there's only two seats. So Dan and I are in the front, Nina and Andrew in the back. And we get to CVS and we spend a a good amount of time acting like we're 13-year-olds running around a store that just got, you know, picking up candy and buying liquor. And we proceed to get back in the van and I get lost coming out of the parking lot. Now, I now know that this van has no working dashboard and no um, License license plate light. How do I know that? The Scottsdale police decided to, t- to bring me over to the side of the road and tell me that, which 
I have to give credit to. It was one of the best pullovers I've ever had. That guy was so nice. He was extremely nice. He pulls us over, and we sat on the side of the road for like five minutes. And he didn't get out of his car. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my God. I'm in a van that I don't own that somebody else brought down here. Lord knows what's wrong with it. Yeah, they don't own it. You know, and I'm looking, and, and the dashboard's not lit up, which I found out later there was a flashlight next to the dashboard that I was supposed to use to see the speedometer. <laughs> we were using Waze because Dan kept going, the speed limit's faster. The speed yeah, limit's faster. Yeah, we kept faster. going like 15 under. So he pulls us over and he tells us, you know, you, you know, you're required to have a license plate light in Arizona. And I went, okay, I w- I've never been to the back of this van. So, okay. I mean, I was in the back of it, but it was in a lawn chair. So um, nicely lets us go. We went back to the house and it was funny because uh, Scott's sister who um, helped us with the event had happened to drive by and thought, that's an interesting van with Washington plates that's pulled over near the side of the road. So it was quite an interesting time. It's the one time I haven't been probably given a ticket, even though I really wasn't doing anything wrong. For once. For once. For once, yeah. So it was quite an interesting time. but um, It was a great trip. I yeah. love stuff like that. And it's just, it all kind of comes full circle to what a small world the car community is, no matter where you are. We've been really lucky to have a lot of local resources that we keep running into far away from home. And people that continually want to talk to us, even though they've met us. That is strange. <laughs> it really is. I'm not going to lie. But special thanks to, uh, especially to Chrissy from LeMay and Ashley from Haggerty. Wow. Yeah. Just absolutely gracious hosts that night who made our trip very, very memorable and fun. We can't thank them enough. They are just great people. And they, they and speaking of that, they've agreed to be guests on Rain City Supercars coming up in the future, which we really look forward to. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and we'll close out the show in just a minute. Hey everybody, this is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M Squared Fitness at m2-fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free, but remember you've got to mention Rain City Supercars. All right, and we're back. So while we were gone, well, not while we were gone, but right after we got back, so I didn't make it. A lot of people are looking for stuff to do this time of year, and one of the things I want to make sure we do is let people know what's going on. Uh, One of our good friends from our just last episode, Adam Kramer from Avance. Yep. Of course, like I mentioned in in the last episode, he's the guy to go to if you want to do cool stuff. They did another one of their Drive Everything events at Pacific Raceways, and you need to go check out their Facebook page and check out some of the footage. Kevin Flynn brought out the Lancia Delta and rallied that thing out in the rain. But it was raining. I know. It didn't melt. It didn't melt? No. Unlike the Murcielago, you can drive it in the rain without frying the ECU. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a logical complaint. But yeah, (laughs) I get that. So that was really cool. I'm sorry I missed out on that. I missed out on the first one because I was so sick, and this one because we had just gotten back and I was exhausted. Uh, the 27th, he's doing an event, a uh, ride and drive event at the shop. That's next Saturday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Next it is Saturday. Next Saturday. This yeah. Coming this Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So you'll hear this episode before that airs, but yeah, go check out avance.com. Check out their events. Even if you don't want to sign up and become a member, just go check it out. It's something to do. It's winter. It's not at that stupid park and ride that gets shut down as soon as it starts. What? Okay. Uh, side note. What the hell is up with that? Why do people keep doing this at that park and know. ride? I don't know. It makes no I mean, sense to me. I, I, I'm pleading to whoever is doing this. It, find a new place. It's not working. They know you're there. Yeah. <laughs> you're not hiding. Yeah. It's like, oh, annoying ricers? That's just oh, call the police. God. Every time. I don't get it. Well, it's too steep for the stance car, so, you know. 
No, they the host. Oh, that's right. They host the stance event at the Bellevue College. Uh, with all the speed bumps, which makes it again great sense. Yeah, although last but, year it was live entertainment. I want to go park at that Shell station because last year they had the cop right outside just giving people fix it tickets for how messed oh, up their cars were. God, I didn't know that. It was. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Well, the we st- should go and help them point the cars out. Like, this is broken. Because <laughs> we're good people like that. No, I mean, we're starting to come into the new year. There's going to be, there's going to, you know, the, the cars are going to start coming out of hibernation here pretty soon. We had a beautiful day today, um, which was kind of ironic, but we'll take it. And, yeah, you know, the like, one day we have showing nice weather, but whatever. But, you know, uh, like Dan said, check out the Avance page. They're, they're, they're good friends of ours. Adam obviously was in our last episode and did a wonderful job. And you heard wh- where he kind of comes from and, and what he does. And it's a great, great time to be had at his events. And we got uh, some new upcoming guests, of course. We've got, uh, we were fortunate to have uh, Chrissy and Ashley coming. Uh, Chrissy, is, Chrissy is from LeMay, of course, that we mentioned down in Tacoma. You need to go check out the museum. Mm-hmm. And then Ashley from uh, Haggerty, Haggerty, which is going to come and answer questions kind of about the inside out of the insurance stuff, which... Yeah, I think she's going to have some really interesting stuff to and say. And she's a great character. She's always good to talk to. You guys will enjoy that one. Um, Sean? Sean, yeah. Our very own Sean. Ah, the gatekeeper Sean, which, I mean, I can't wait to get Sean in here because... Yeah. And we'll have, have a conversation with him, but if anybody that knows him, Sean's got some stories. Sean has some real stories. Sean has some international stories, uh, <laughs> some Canadian stories that I don't know if he can tell, but Canadians, um, you're no longer safe in your living room. Yep, you're never. Yep, yep. If Sean comes through your living room, he comes through your living room. But uh, we've got a few, and we're, and we're still getting in contact with a few more people. But we'd like to really uh, make it a guest-filled uh, month. Yeah, I mean, we like I said, we started this for you to get to know the community, so you would know the cool people that we know and. We have been fortunate enough and blessed to have in our lives. Well, we're, we're blessed to have them. I don't know if the others would say that about us, but we'll take what we can get. Dan. We've got each other. We do have each other. We're, we're like Fonzie and uh, Kermit driving in the car. So, <laughs> Muppet meme. Sorry, guys. Um, I think that about wraps it up for episode 13. Like I said before, don't get the $13 tattoos. Listen to episode 13 of Rain City Supercars. Yeah, call it good with that. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.